0: Yeah, for a lot of people, that they'll always try to like see who's like the, who they think is the star in the group, and um, which, to be frank, everybody's a star in this group.
1: That was musician Zahara Curtis. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this episode, we pick up where we left off in part one with Mama C telling us the story of how she met her husband. Then we start to hear from the Curtis children. Zahara is joined by her brother, Niall, and then her sisters, Isis, Kiki, and Phoenix, who tell us all about starting their band, the C-Notes. Mom and dad soon joined forces and the group became what they are today, the Curtis family C-Notes. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast steps in to take over the hosting of the rest of the episode as this was a collaboration between our two shows. The family asks you to please watch them compete on America's Got Talent. You can also follow them on social media. You won't be sorry. As among other things, they do live shows every Monday at 7.30. Here's Mama C.
2: You define you. And that is, I, I still struggle with those things because even the children will be like, Mommy, you deserve that no you're not putting anyone out that's what you deserve and i i believe strongly that even with like america's got talent and a lot of the things that that we're receiving um my children even like to say don't confuse the universe mom you don't want to confuse the energy Mm -hmm. you accept it Mm -hmm. and um so yeah that's i mean that's that's been one of the greatest lessons for my husband and my children. And that's what's been great about doing music as a family is that what we teach them, they are, they hold us up to the same standard. So we have this great thing, the Curtis principles. Okay. What are they? Can you guys say them? Pay attention, attention, be be prepared, prepared, never never give give up, show up, produce. produce. So, Boom. like one of our—I I know I might be shifting topic, but no, before our, our live stream, um, one day we were all kind of—we were all like, we felt like we were rushing, and it felt like everyone was getting frustrated. And I was like, look, guys, it was—we we, we go live at seven thirty, and um, it was like seven twenty-five. And look, guys, let's just not do it. We we don't have to do it. And then Niall said the show must go on, yes. never give up. Yes. No. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and on
0: that day of that live, it actually turned out really great.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was
2: like one of our greatest lives. <laughs> there you go. So um, that's been it, what's been really great is us on this adventure as a family is that we can depend on one another. Mm-hmm. My husband and I, we we talk about things with them. I mean, I wasn't raised with like being part of the conversation. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, this is grown folks, you don't. Mm-hmm. You um, don't
3: even go in a room where grown folks yeah. are. Right? You would get a whipping for that. Yeah. Right, right. What you doing in here? <laughs> yeah. but and we, any <laughs> one of them could whip you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so um, we make sure that we include the children in our in our decisions. I mean, granted, Papacy and I will talk about things first, and but we do discuss how to present the issue to the children, but we want them to feel like because our decisions do affect them. Mm-hmm. So even embarking on this family ban situation, and then even on the show, it's like, do you guys want to do this? Because we are going to have to go to, LA. you know, right. We had to disclose these things with them. But yeah. to wrap it all up, a big part of my story is that me becoming a mother has really helped me evolve into the person that I am, as with all mothers. But mm. I feel like they are the biggest reflection of myself. Mm. And they're also, if I see things that are like, ooh, let me check Kiki on that, they'll remind me, well, that's your mini.
4: <laughs>
2: Let's, maybe you should take care of that yourself, too. So um, even with music, I see a lot of the commonalities there. So it's like, if I check her, I got to check myself. And then I also have to say, you know what, Kiki, mommy struggles with that. We can work on it together. Mm. And that's been a blessing. I feel like I went a whole different, a lot of uh, different no. no, no, with no my let husband. me just
3: say something about Absolutely. my wife. And I, I need to yes. say this about her. She is a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she, she has a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. She's pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. And she's the same inside. Mm. She has her faults like anyone else, and fortunately, I'm a little older. I'm able to impart a little bit more wisdom when it comes to that. But she's awesome, and her awesomeness can be so giving that I have to like reel her back in. <laughs> right. Wait a minute, hold on now. Yep. You're giving a little because you can make yourself vulnerable in that way. Mm-hmm. I grew up doing that, but I had to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I've had all this time to figure things out, and I'm able to give that to her because I lost my mother that way. Mm. My mother gave everything that she had and until she couldn't give anymore, and then she was just taking advantage of so much and used so much that she was misused. Mm. And we're all here on this planet to use each other, but not misuse each other. And so it took me the longest to allow people to give to me as well. Mm -hmm. But I had to realize, if I didn't learn anything else from the religious aspect, because I'm not religious by any stretch of the imagination, Mm -hmm. but what has happened with religion that I did learn that I was able to take away is, if you don't allow someone to give to you, that's selfish. Mm -hmm because you're cutting off their blessing. Mm -hmm. You're cutting off their connection with you and feeling like they're giving to you instead of always you wanting to be the one to be the giver. And so I learned that through my mother's death. And I was bitter for a long time. And then I started seeing it in my wife. And then that's when I had to come up out of that situation. And through watching her, it healed that part in me no longer think that way and so it's just been this um this beautiful ride with this family you know um and you know I I had to put that in there because it's like she's a lot of times she's so down on herself and it's like no you you, you're an awesome human being yeah yeah
1: Should we hear from the kids? Yeah. Yes. Let's, are, all, are all of y'all born in San Francisco? Or? Yes. yes. Okay. SF born and raised.
0: So my name is Zahara, and I am 16.
4: Oh, okay. um, my name is Niall Curtis, and I am 15 years old.
5: Hello, my name is uh, Isis Curtis, and I am 14 years old.
6: My name is Kiki Curtis, and I am 13 years old. My name is
7: Phoenix Curtis and I'm 10 years old and I'm turning 11 in July this year. Oh,
1: happy early birthday, Phoenix. <laughs> Anyone can answer this, but for the band, was it like a singular, we're going to start a band or did it evolve over time? Y'all grew up with music all around you, I'm guessing, yes. right? Uh, Instruments and music to play and
4: yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I th- think it kind of evolved so the kids like ISIS, like everybody I mean, we were one band at first and mom and dad had their own band which was Soul mm-hmm. Funkestra. Okay. And we were the C notes at the time. Ah.
0: Um well let's go I think we should go all the way back. Let's do so it. um for you know, this is Zahara, and uh, for me, my first time for like doing music was when I was seven, and I play and I sang at Yoshi's. Oh
1: yeah. Um, when it was here in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now where it's mm-hmm.
0: called it's called the audition, right? The audition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the audition. Um, and then I took a break from music, and um, I just started watching my parents. Uh, Perform with their band, Jazz Hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. We, um No, no, before. This is before. Oh, before
3: this is before. So. And, <laughs> I studied, and I started,
0: and I am, and then I started getting back into music when, when I went to Everett. Mm-hmm. Um, this was when I was twelve. There was like a ukulele program. Oh yeah. And I and I when I first went there, I fell in love with the ukulele. Started playing. All the time, I bugged my mom about it for like the longest time until she got me one.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and then we started doing like talent shows over there for some time, and then with
1: after your friend, I, with your friends at school, with my
0: friends mm-hmm. and uh, the teacher. I think her name is Miss Susie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, and then after that, after a, after that, it like for it went on for a year, and then it didn't like continue, and so. Um, I started doing it on my own, and then Loobsh uh, was at the house. Um, and at that time, there were like a lot of instruments still at the house. Mm-hmm. So when I got bored of the ukulele, I started picking up the guitar. Mm-hmm. I started playing covers and all that. Yeah. And then after that, I started bringing some of my siblings to like come and play with me. Well, we didn't have an assigned instrument, so I would make... So we would just like um, I would make them like go and pick out whatever which one
1: depending on the day. Yeah,
0: depending. <laughs> yep. And so Isis got on the drums Me. for sure, and then yep. she just
5: started singing. Did
1: you like it, Isis? The drums? I right love away? the drums.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I love the drums. They're fun. Huh? Mm-hmm. They're super fun.
1: And if I may, hell of important.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> for the whole thing yes. Yeah.
5: yes of
0: course Yeah. and then um, Kiki picked up the guitar Phoenix picked up the piano and then Niall actually picked up the guitar because we had multiple guitars in mm-hmm. the house mm-hmm. but then my dad he was like we need a bass player mm-hmm. so I'm going to assign you to be the bass also bassist. very
1: important to the and band and
0: he, he loved that even more all yeah. of us we play a uh, multiple instruments now and my brother he does too but he's like I'm the bass man I'm gonna just stick (laughs) with this for now and and then I'll move on (laughs)
6: but yeah but one thing I have to say is that I think it's interesting that I picked up the guitar and I'm Mm -hmm. left-handed
3: identify yourself
6: oh I'm Kiki
1: that's okay
6: (laughs) right now to um
1: it. Did you pick up a right-handed guitar and play it oh, left-handed? Oh no,
6: Oh, it yeah. was actually because that's right- what Jimi
1: Hendrix did. It worked for him. Yeah, she plays. That.
6: I know how to play it upside down. Now there you go. <laughs> um, but I think it's weird that I uh, not weird, but it's interesting that a left-handed person like picked up the guitar. I don't know why. It's just not. There's not a lot of left-handed guitarists. Mm -hmm. yeah we have
0: the hardest time picking out a left-handed guitar for her because none none in guitar center right so yeah yeah.
3: so i'm actually left-handed oh okay and i can play it but because i can't feel these fingers it just feels way too weird doing that and i also can't feel the inside of this thing so it's 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 a little weird so when she picked up the the guitar and started playing and it actually goes back a little more than that but I'm gonna let them keep going yeah okay
0: yeah my dad is actually left-handed but ever since that injury he became like ambidextrous right like by force right so um (laughs) no it's because he couldn't (laughs) use it but um yeah that's Pretty much how it started, and then it became the C Notes. All of the siblings bec- that became a band.
1: And was that already like you two on guitar, drums, bass, keys? Yeah. That was okay. The same c- configuration we usually see with yeah all y'all.
0: And I remember our first song that we did as a our s- sibling band was a Jefferson Airplane song um, White Rabbit. White Rabbit. White Rabbit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isis local was singing. local band. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Isis go. was singing and playing the drums, and we had Round. like the best time. We even have a
2: picture of that day. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, and then um, yeah, it was on AGT. Right? Yeah. What was funny was we didn't know. I didn't think Isis was gonna be on the drums, but Papa C and I were in the room talking, and then we literally heard White Rabbit, and then we walk in the living room, and Isis is singing and playing it. Okay. And we, we, sh- we never taught her, like, the pattern. Never she just taught took, her anything. She just, I guess, figured it out. And we were like, oh, my gosh, Isis is singing the lead and playing drums, which is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was interesting.
0: And that song came about was because all the time when we were driving uh, to school, my parents would always play, like, old songs, like like from the Drifters the Spinners, Jefferson Airplane um, no, Journey, Mills, Bur- Mills Brothers, like everything. So Slime and Family Stone. Sly and mm-hmm. Family Stone. I know. I've heard no,
1: y'all play sure. them. Oh yeah.
4: Earth, Wind and Fire.
1: Earth, wind and, fire. And, and, and Fire. Especially fire. Oh, yeah.
0: my dad's favorite, Glenn Jones and Peebo Rice, <laughs> was always playing <laughs> in the car. Ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so yeah, so we always had these songs like in our mind, but for some reason that one clicked for us because it was like we could play that. Yeah. And.
5: Yeah, I think it was just super was,
0: simple it was to fun begin with. We loved Alice in Wonderland when we were kids. Yeah, and, but we didn't really know what we that know
2: was about. Yeah, we
3: didn't <laughs> know what the song was about. <laughs> you learn later, or the movie. We learn later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we <Yeah>.
1: learn later. <laughs> it's a good story when you don't know too. Yeah. <laughs> when you're innocent, you know. yeah.
7: And now all the Phoenix. instruments. I'm Phoenix, and now all the instruments that we play. Uh, I'm Phoenix, and I play the bass guitar, violin, piano, and the drum
1: right on
5: yeah.
4: uh, i played the bass <laughs> yeah you do. yeah
5: mark gang
7: i'm on the
0: drums
1: okay <laughs> another rhythm <laughs> instrument s- right yeah, very yeah. slowly yeah. yeah
0: um and i play guitar and violin and the drums okay yeah and i'm zahara
6: Sorry. Mm-hmm. i'm kiki and i play piano and
5: i'm the left-handed guitarist of the group yeah you are um, I'm Isis. I play the drums as my main instrument, but I also play the piano, the kalimba, and the ukulele. Um, the drums were my was my first instrument, but now the kalimba is starting to become my favorite. I just love to play it. So awesome.
1: A lot. Do you all sing both backup and lead, or is it yes all yes. of you? Yes, sir. Everyone. Okay. And,
3: and, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. They all sing lead. And this was purposeful Mm -hmm. um, in the arrangement of the music, is that I didn't want my wife and I, uh, like, say, I, we never wanted the focus to be on any Any one person. And there's something about the visual when you see that. I grew up when groups would finish like a lead singer, another singer would come in and actually finish his phrasing. Mm -hmm. I always thought that that was cool. It was Mm -hmm. like, you'd hear Eddie Levert and then Walter Williams would like, Mm -hmm. you'd be on focused on him and then you don't see his lips moving Then all of a sudden. (laughs) He's finishing the phrase. I always thought that that was real cool. And so I always wanted to figure out how I could um, create that. Well, it was natural in in being a a so-called jazz musician, Mm -hmm. playing in all these jazz bands because that's what we do when we're soloing you know so that was what i always wanted and i never wanted the focus to be on any one individual so that people could single this person out and say that's the leader of the group we're all the leader of the group awesome
0: yeah for a lot of people that they'll always try to like see who's like they, who they think is the star in the group and um, which to be frank, everybody's a star in this group. Yeah, and Love um, it. and I feel like it's Sometimes people, like people, do intentionally, but sometimes not intentionally. Because throughout um history, a lot of uh, bands and and uh, a lot of musicians, they would always be like a main lead singer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
5: like, like, like Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five, or yeah. the um Diana Ross. Yeah, Diana Ross and movies. the Supremes. Yes. Yeah. Which used to be like the Supremes in general. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into the Diane Ross and the Supremes. Yeah. And
3: then eventually, Diane Ross. Diane (laughs) Ross. Yeah.
8: I'm Erin Lim. I used to play violin. I used to play piano. And I used to skate. Um, I'm just vibing off of what you guys were doing earlier. But yeah, I, I, I did a lot of research this morning about y'all, and, and like Jeff said, I, I found y'all on Instagram, and I, it was either through Sheila E. or it was through Black San Francisco. I don't know which Instagram account, but you guys blew me away, and I'm so excited to have you here and to, to actually see you in person. So in real life, is really cool. Um, but I wanted to talk to the kids because each of you in your bios talk about astrophysics, uh, chemical physics, uh, aspiring physicists, and uh, what was there one more? Can you can we you talk about this this fascination with physics? Because I don't have it in my in my vocabulary at all. So please. So.
7: This is Phoenix yes
8: and the youngest correct
7: yes yes how I got into liking astrophysics and all physics in general um, so it was through Neil deGrasse Tyson and then after I saw I, I was watching this star talk with my family um, I went to go look at some stuff on the computer and then I started... Uh, And then we started buying, like, space and universe and physics games, and then I used to play with those a lot, and then there's this one, it's a matching game, and it's my favorite, because it has uh, all the matching cards and a book of all the facts of the planets or stars or dwarf planets, (laughs) Um, and... I think my favorite one would be the solar flare, which is something that is on the sun. It looks like a little handle, but um, it can cause blackouts across the whole entire earth. And
6: yeah, it's my favorite. (laughs) So uh, this is Kiki, and it was also, for me, it was also Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like We used to watch, um, what's it called, his show... Cosmos uh, when I was really young and I also loved science. And I also thought it was cool that we saw like a person that looks like us, like a black man on TV who talks about uh, science and like, it was just cool because I don't know, I just really love science and I thought it was just something, I just really wanted to just, I just love it. (laughs) I love it. But
5: you guys should talk about Tree Fog Treks too. I was I was in it as long as you guys, cause so you guys would have like more experience yeah. to talk about. Yeah. I was That's more in soda. Well, for the,
0: life the physics, sciences. Yeah. life sciences, it yeah, still um, counts. Yeah. Um. Well, let's start off. Well, I started liking physics, well, just because I just want to know what how everything worked. Mm. It was kind of kind of bothered me that I didn't know. what's going on (laughs) (laughs) me too yeah Yeah, same. it it kind (laughs) of annoyed me and plus just like learning about it I really liked crafting so I really wanted to know like what physics like um the laws of physics can do in order for me to like invent things and um, it's partly why I also got in uh, fashion as well, because I want to combine those two, um, those two um, topics: physics and fashion, and uh, just um, maybe start like a brand in the future when I uh, get older.
4: Um, I'm Niall, and my f- uh, fascination of physics kind of started like the rest of them. Uh, with Neil deGrasse, deGrasse Tyson, but I uh, think uh, Marvel and, like, comics use a ton of physics <laughs> terms, like, so incorrectly, and I just want to oh. know what they mean. Like, you, like, uh,
8: <laughs> like, they're made up. They're just all yeah, made up just words.
4: U- they just use the words. They don't know what they mean, and they, like, use it wrong. So
8: you're saying they're not, like, cross-referencing. That's what you're saying. There's no fact checking yeah. Yeah. in Marvel. Okay, yeah. maybe that's a job that you can. They would probably <laughs> yeah. pay pretty well. I think they're uh, getting better at that now. Cause
0: Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's yeah. been he's been checking them. So Good. He gets, he's been exposing them, and those are like my favorite when he exposes like uh, these like science fiction movies. So yeah. it was it was really yeah. funny. Yeah.
8: But uh, yeah yeah, Isis, did you want to add anything? Oh yeah. To that? Um, when I started like getting
5: interested in like physics, I don't think it was like uh, while we were watching Cosmos or Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think it was when I started getting into photography, mm, yeah. and I have my own camera now. Um, oh. okay. uh, when I when I started taking pictures, and then I never knew there were filters before in like in cameras in cameras or in a phone. So, when when I when my dad t- told me about like how back in the day there were dark rooms,
8: mm-hmm.
5: I yeah I said back in the day for reasons. <laughs> 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 um, well, um, I I wanted a dark room. So if we were to ever get a bigger house, I always wanted to experiment with nuclear physics. Mm with a dark room, and I wanted to see w- what effect I could get with the cool. photos. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's really going to... Yeah. yeah, the way
0: you said it, like, I was like, <laughs>
5: yeah. frightened. <I'm> frightened. <laughs> I still think it'd be fun. Yeah.
8: I, yes. Yeah. Theoretically, yes. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Um,
3: that's
8: an interesting yeah, yeah. one, you know? You didn't know? <laughs>
3: Photography and nuclear physics. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, that's he- that's pretty heavy. That's um, beyond. And, and I think because she's saying it, someone's probably either doing it or going to do
8: it. Yeah, she might be sitting right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I kinda have a silly question, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about um, mm-hmm. America's Got Talent and yeah, we've never watched it, so thank you. We'll <laughs> be watching it. Um it but you know, between Simon Cowell, Sophia, Howie Mandel. And by by the way, did the ch- children know that Howie who Howie Mandel yeah. was? Yeah, he's and Canadian. that he d- mm-hmm. and that he had hair? He used to have hair? Mm. Oh no. Oh yeah. oh yeah. He used
5: to have I ha- never ha- knew he had hair. <laughs> yeah. It. I can't imagine him with hair. Google it.
6: Wait, you guys—we saw know. a magazine.
5: You, yeah. Are you talking about a goatee or? hair? Oh no no. His
6: hair, like he had a lot of. Yeah,
3: he had a lot of hair. A lot of hair. Like Like this. Yeah. With, yeah. A, with a what do you he had a, mullet. It? a mullet. I could yes, never he imagine it. A short
8: mullet. Yeah. Yes. That's I could right. only
5: imagine him bald. Yeah. Did he
6: start up have a show called Howie or something? Yes, he had a talk show. Yeah,
2: talk. Yeah, but and you guys know about Bobby's World. Bobby's Yeah, world. oh. I
8: mean,
3: I grew up with Bobby's World. We've actually watched yeah. him. We were really younger. Yeah, you guys watched it. Yeah, how, how he's a handsome dude. And he yeah. used to be on, uh, what is it, St. Elsewhere? Yes, yeah. in the 80s, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
8: he had a serious career.
3: With Denzel Washington.
8: Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But, and, and Terry Crews, I don't know if I, I mentioned him, but it seems like every all of those folks really enjoyed your performance. Do you have a, a favorite out of them? Oh, like are you Terry. allowed to say? Oh, no, no. Or can you? Yeah, you? But Terry, Terry, but we, Terry.
2: we love Terry. Yeah, yeah. like in oh. Everybody Hates Chris.
6: Oh you like, well, I, he was funny. <laughs> well,
2: let me see. The, the thing is, is I'm not, I'm not too, I guess I'm horrible with anything post 90s uh, with television. Mm. So with like movies, wh- how I know of Terry Crews was iti- idiocracy. Mm. And I just thought he was hilarious and that he made that film. And then that's when my husband and I were like, okay, we got to just try to find as many things that he's on. And um, when it comes to television, it's kind of hard because we don't watch a lot of television. I love like rewatching Frasier or or Cheers or like.
3: Everybody's a Frasier fanatic. Yeah, we
2: love Frasier. So it's like, if I'm going to relax, it's that or I'll watch K-dramas. But um, Terry Crews is really like when he makes cameos and things. That's also my favorite. Like when he was in Bridesmaids in that opening scene. So right. for us, when we met Terry Crews, we didn't even know he was the host. We didn't know anything about anything about America's Got Talent. But and we didn't want to like Google anything because we didn't. Smart we wanted to go in there fresh but when we walked in and we saw him we were like oh my gosh we're going to talk to you and even the producers were looking at us like we're from mars we're like <laughs> and we're like we told you we don't we don't watch this but i felt like terry and his wife they have five children oh. and i felt like terry and my husband they kind of connected cuz it felt like he knew him. We, like yeah like they knew each other but, but he
8: gets you guys yeah, yeah
2: absolutely and I felt like his reaction backstage was amazing and then when we walked off and I saw him crying that made me cry right. and then we were all cry it was just a tears fest like, <laughs> and there was an act waiting to go on and they were crying oh. and I was so it was um what was really funny is that being a part of this season and watching it, we feel like it's probably one of the last family shows. Hmm. It's wholesome because a lot of times when we're watching things, and that's why we watch Korean dramas or things from other countries because I feel like we can watch it as a family. I don't have to like close their eyes or or just cringe like, oh my gosh, I'm watching this with my children, weird. But um, watching this this season and it being the first time we're watching, I feel like it's like, oh wow, this is fun like I can talk about the acts with the children mm-hmm. and we can talk about what we liked with you know oh, you like that person well this was my favorite or mm-hmm. I don't have a favorite and I find that very very special but for me at least you guys can talk about your yeah, favorites so. Terry was probably okay. one of the greatest experiences
6: <laughs> for me it was also Terry Cruz and uh I was even more happy because I remember I used to see him in like Old Spice commercial, like those, mm-hmm. Head mm-hmm. yeah, like those commercials where he was extreme, like he would like break in the wall and he was like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's some old spice. <laughs> and like, uh, I also, uh, I actually, like, I watched like some episodes of Everybody Hates Chris mm. and he played the dad, I think his name was Julius, like, the I, I know, forgot, but um, um, uh, yeah, I, I watched him in that and it was funny, so I was even more happy, but I was chill. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: technically don't have favorites. Um That's great. Also just so then nobody gets mad at me. But right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I can I can say when I did see Terry Grews uh during the interview time, if they were to show the entire interview, my face I was like cheesing. <laughs> my I would not stop smiling. Like it was a lot. My face hurt after I left. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was amazing to see him and he had like the nicest green shoes I've ever <laughs> seen yeah. just
5: wanted to say that <laughs> well yeah wait now do you want to say something uh, I to say something do you
4: have a favorite? I personally don't have a favorite but he had some nice shoes so <laughs> I <guess so. laughs>
8: I like that answer I'm
7: Phoenix and my favorite person that we met Terry is my favorite
6: okay <laughs> and Isis hasn't
2: gone oh well um
5: I'd say it was Terry Crews and Simon Cowell. One, wow. Terry Crews, he's like such he has such good vibes, like mm-hmm. in general when you see him on TV. But it's like so much better when you in meet him Amazon in person.
2: 5, you're
5: like, is this an angel? <laughs> it's an angel with no wings. And then for Simon Cowell, um if he see if he hears this, I'm so sorry. I, I still love you, but. He was like he used to be like mm-hmm. a jerk in the other yes. TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it, That it, was, it, was his, his persona. It, mm-hmm. it was his honest opinion, but when he got when he had kids, he like it d- his rudeness diluted. Mm. <laughs> he
8: softened a yeah. little bit. It's he softened. softened.
6: But it made sense because like sometimes <laughs> like it was like really messed up most of the time but like sometimes he would just like it's his honest opinion Mm -hmm. and sometimes he's right like there's this one guy playing i don't know what's it called yeah Um. and then uh they all loved him but he was annoying he was (laughs) that's just me like he was kind of annoying but he was fun but
5: like he
6: would he was just being weird yeah that's Um. why i like
5: simon cowell because he's like has an honest opinion but you don't have to be rude about it yeah
8: exactly.
3: I absolutely loved every one of them, and I'm going to point out why. Okay, I'll get to Simon Cowell last. (laughs) Terry Crews is the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) He's—you could tell his heart is in the right place. Mm. And I just remember, you know, he had gone through some things and people were saying things about him.
8: He was me too. But yeah. he was yeah. the me too and the me too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
3: the insane things that people were coming out saying made no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a society as they call it, cancer uh, cancel culture. And people just have this attitude that if you don't totally agree with me, if you're not in my gang. We just turned. We've turned into a world of gangs. And what I loved about Terry, Terry's just being himself. But he's a beautiful person. When you meet him in person, you get the sincere, the sincerity of his energy comes through. He loves what he does. We both are ex-athletes. We connected on that. We connected on the level of both of us being, uh, you know, seven family, you know, people. Sophia, beautiful human being. It all comes across. It's, you can really feel that these people love what they do. And she's a family person as well. She's a mother. That mothering thing is there. It's intact. You get the energy that is sincere coming from her. Same thing with Heidi mm-hmm. you get that that nurturing energy coming through from her and then we get to <laughs> Howie mm-hmm. you know here's a person that's been struggling and dealing with his own mm-hmm. situation but he doesn't say anything that does not make any sense everything he's saying is also coming from a good space and a good place. And these are people, he's the kind of person that when he makes a comment about something, the reason why every one of them is there, it may not have to do with music. They all represent people who have gone through their perspective fields of artistic endeavor, and they all have something to give and bring to the table so that when they make a comment... That comment may have something to do with the entire part that they are used to that has to do with the presentation aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you take what you get from each one of them. And so he made some comments um, that people can say that weren't that good. But I looked at it and was like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah cool. that's cool. Mm. Because he didn't like the sound. Mm. Um, it was the mix. It was the mix. And so that didn't come across on the show. But he made a comment about it. Mm. Other people look at that and go, oh, there he goes. Mm. He was honest. Simon Cowell I love to death. And I'll tell you why. It's because he's practical. This is a man who came up in the music industry. He's paid his dues. If he tells you something... He's not going to tell you something because he's arrogant. I think people have misunderstood this guy. It's like he's telling you, he's like, wait a minute. You're wasting your time. You're wasting my time. And maybe you should try doing something else. Mm -hmm. Or possibly going to get some help to help you get to where you are. But if you think you're going to get in front of my audience and think you're going to make it on this show... With this nonsense that you're bringing up here, come on. There are people who have paid dues, who have struggled to get to where they are. And then here you come. It's like, it's utterly ridiculous. And I I appreciate that. And that's why I love him, because he's he's real. Mm -hmm. You know, and if people's feelings Mm -hmm. are hurt, sometimes, sometimes they need a little bit of shock therapy in order for them to get to reality. Because their friends are sitting there egging them on. Man, you ought to go on American Idol, man. Right. You sound good. And here's a person coming on there, the person that told them couldn't sing, you know, <laughs> or hear. Right. And it's like, that's why I, and we were so pleasantly surprised by yeah. this show because we, we don't watch TV like that. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with anything personal, but it's like when, when they came at us, um, because of our live, it was like, wait a minute, I don't know if I want to do this Hollywood thing. Because we live our lives as community activists and artists. Mm-hmm. And we were, in the, we're actually in the middle of, of finishing our own debut album. Ah, okay. And we, we had to kind of put that to a halt when we decided, you know, the producer kept trying to get us and saying, look, just come on down, <laughs> tell you what, we'll take care of everything. And then we said, well, you know, we have never had a vacation. Yes, a vacation, yeah. So <laughs> when they said, we'll take care of everything, we said, oh, cool. Well, hey, y'all, let's go down and have some fun and see what this is about. And we're not going down there to compete. We're just going to just do what we love to do and have fun. And the show was fun. So much fun. It was so it was it was definitely a family situation that I would love for every family to experience this on some level because, you know, Simon Cowell runs a classy ship. I got to say mm-hmm. that the ship was classy and everyone was so cordial. And the thing that I also loved was it was like being in a circus. <laughs> I why did they get rid of circuses? I mean, you could, you could still have a circus with. If you're taking care of the animals and you're doing the right thing by them, okay. Well,
8: Cirque du Soleil doesn't have animals, right? Yeah, Cirque so, du Soleil Right. Yeah. I don't but know.
3: All the contestants. We're still friends with many of the contestants yeah. because there was no one on there with ego. We had maybe one or two. With <laughs> they egos, didn't make it on. Well, with, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> with egos. We all were genuinely happy for each other and rooting each other on every walk of life that you could think of from gay straight you name it black white whatever we were all loved each other and it was like we rooted for each other yeah. it was like, still rooting for and each at the same other, yeah. time it felt like we were all part of this big circus right. it was so cool yeah you know and it, it that that camaraderie felt so good do and you the feel com- the,
8: do you, sorry to interrupt but do you feel like the pandemic maybe helped that situation or community feeling
2: I think it made people more willing to reach out Um, and I think because we've been so separated I feel like it made people more willing to look at each other and open up perhaps in a situation that is set up as a competition Mm -hmm. and coming from my experience I'm very turned off by a competitive atmosphere, mm-hmm. and I, I was very worried as we were yeah. being guided to a the holding area area with the other act. Mm. I was like, I had, like, a, I could feel the tightness in my chest. A little anxious. Yeah, and when I walked in and I realized I saw smiles, I saw people just, like, curious, but I didn't feel that air because there's a very specific air when there's, competition and so and what's funny is that my husband compared it to the circus two of the acts that have already been on that we've seen in the episodes mm-hmm. they're part of Cirque du Soleil they've oh. been they've had experience they were okay. circus performers <laughs> oh, Interesting. and um and to bring in a little music Sly and the Family Stone of which Right. We love from San Francisco. He said his goal for his music was to be like a circus. Mm. So it's all kind of. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're having all these cyclical things happening, which are great. See, but um, I have a
3: different take on that. Oh, you do. Yeah. I, I don't I don't believe it was the pandemic. Mm. I believe that you already have to be that way. Oh. I believe that, you know, and I'll give you an example. We had there were there were two acts two individuals and they just, they were just not nice, but everybody else was just so beautiful. And so I don't think you need a pandemic to, to show who you really are. You know, we say that when people are under challenges, that's when the real you comes out. And if that's who they were, Mm. Uh I don't think the pandemic brought that out. I mean, that was genuine, genuinely who these people are, were. And that's what made it so pleasant. Mm. Yeah.
8: So I'll, I'll, I'll ask the final question and wrap up here, but um, what do you think your special sauce is?
3: A special sauce? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. As a
8: band.
2: Oh, as oh. a band. Mm-hmm. The Arma-
8: oh.
2: oh, a special mm-hmm. sauce? Oh, Kiki he- wants to say, mm-hmm. I like that. Special special.
6: Um, for me, I think it's that the mom. For me, I think it's that the mom and dad are um, singing and playing with the kids. Like, what? Do, by special sauce, do you mean like what makes us different?
8: What makes you special? Oh, oh that's your, that's yeah, that's what I think. Yeah,
6: <laughs> and also um, that we're bringing back old school in like in this new generation, which not a lot of people are doing, but we're starting to see it. Not really.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think just seeing, like, a whole family playing in a band and everybody who sings lead and who plays multiple instruments because sometimes in our lives we switch um, instruments depending on who is uh, singing. So, like, sometimes I'll be on drums, Isis will Mm. sing lead, or Phoenix will uh, be on drums or something like that. But, yeah. Um, so I just think all of us being very versatile like that I think that's it's not all just one of us is the whole entire band is and yeah I, th- I think that's a special sauce <laughs> <laughs> special sauce. like the Ed's special sauce from Good Burger
5: yeah <laughs> welcome to, to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger can I take your order okay, you? okay. okay. You come on I, I, special can't, sauce, what's a special I can't sauce? add anything because I said everything Okay. Well, can, that, I, can I do a special sauce yeah mm-hmm. uh,
2: I believe this special sauce is I hope it comes across in the music mm-hmm. but it's that we genuinely trust each other and it comes out in the way that the children are very gracious in terms of if someone has a lead there's no energy of like oh I don't i don't get that lead or they trust in the process that if they're if they're vibing with the song that they're given that that lead is just that's their it's isis's for that moment Mm. they understand that the spotlight is on everyone and there's no uh desperation for fame and they just trust in the process of let me say this, it's the trust in the adage that Papa C says, if you're good to the music, the music will be good to you. Mm. And it's just a summarized, I don't wanna say summarized, it's just kind of a commonsensical thing. If you put the time in, yeah, you will get things back. And it, it reminds me of like great athletes. People think Kobe Bryant was awesome, that he just kind of sprouted up and he was awesome, but he was the first to show up, the last to leave. Same thing with Steph Curry, mm-hmm. Jerry Rice we were just talking about, but even Papa C if people are always amazed at that he's able to play the piano that he, like he does or sing or play the guitar or bass the way he does. And Papa C says, you know, I've spent days, sixteen hour days practicing. I better be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I believe that's what's very special is that our We've been through a lot as a family mm-hmm. and I've learned Papacy has helped both of us. We've, we've learned to apologize to our children to our children when we mess up. Mm-hmm. That's something we definitely did not grow up with. And what that does is that helps to heal our relationship with our children that because you know in the relationship, when you, when you mess up, you might not see it but then when you apologize and you you visually see a a healing happening I mean the first time I did it and I saw that healing happen with my daughter Zahara I remember I got emotional and I was like that's what I've been deprived of mm. and I can't hold a grudge against my parents because they were just trying to survive yeah so that helped heal me in whatever I might have been holding onto with my parents. But that special sauce of that trust and that we like each other, (laughs) we raised our children to like them. And that's been so important because I love being with them. Like us being in LA shooting AGT and even when we were in the holding area, we brought board games. We were playing and laughing and it helped because we, we didn't have time to feel nervous. We were just having such a great
8: time. Nervous I was gonna say, time. do you even get nervous no. anymore? No. no.
3: <laughs> Sometimes this one right here will get a little weird, but, but she doesn't really get. She gets excited. Here,
6: here, let Kiki defend. So this is just me, but like I wasn't nervous. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, but um, excited. I, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, one thing is that after we performed on AGT and when it aired, like doing the national anthem for the Giants and like the other stages, I don't get as nervous anymore. It's just like – because I performed on – because I (laughs) – Because I I know that I performed – me and my family, uh, we performed on AGT, and I just – I don't know. It kind of changed – how I felt going on big stages. Mm.
0: Mm. So, um, for me, um, I only get nervous of like how it sounded. Like yeah. if the yeah. if the music sound good, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not really um, like concerned about like how like how I am on stage. Well, I am like you know because I have to perform. But yeah, that's really what I get nervous about.
3: Special sauce
8: yes and we'll end it with you Papasi
3: special sauce first of all it's fun we laugh a lot Um, laughter we have such high regard for comedians Um, on some levels I think we regard comedians more than we do musicians because it's like that's special be able to to bring that kind of healing um, to people, special sauces created freedom, mm-hmm. the special sauces fun laughter, and at the heart of all of that, you can love someone, but if you don't like them,
8: mm-hmm.
3: it's love and like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: love and like you know it's it's that's and I don't like to say permission, but let's just use that word. Permission to make mistakes. You know, I I teach them, okay, if you hit the wrong note, do it again. So people think you did it on purpose. (laughs) And then clean it up.
8: Right.
3: That's the way I was taught by some of the greatest, I've been blessed. You know, to really be in, to have been nurtured by some of the greatest musical icons in the business. And these are some of the things that I'm able to impart to my family. And that's the special sauce. Mm. It's, it's, it's love and like.
8: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say thank you on behalf of Story San Francisco and Bitch Talk for Yay. spending time this afternoon with us. Thank you. It was and, an honor to be and here. Being engaged. So fun. Thank you so much. In real life, nice to meet you. Yes, yeah, it's it's nice, no, nice to meet, meet you me too. You it all. was really fun. Oh, good. Both podcasts.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the Curtis Family C Notes. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we get to know Stephen Savage of Blue Bear School of Music. Episode 17 drops next Tuesday. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 150 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, subscribe, rate, and review our show so we can reach even more folks. And if you'd like to drop us an old-fashioned email, we'd love that. The address is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time.